Hey, welcome to another edition of the Casual Hour, a podcast ostensibly about video games, but mostly about being dumb bastards with slow internet. True. <laughs> well, one of us is a dumb bastard. That's Johnny Amazich. Uh, that's Johnny, the dumb bastard. Chase Kinnicky has a slow internet. Chase, how are you? Uh, I mean, not great <laughs> with with this slow-ass internet. Um, it's... Okay, I, I think we've discussed this on the show before, but let's let's just get it across. Many times. I, I mean, yes, we've discussed that my internet has been slow, but I have done things to try to make it faster. I have gotten a new router. Um, I, I spent at least 45 minutes trying to yeah. fix your shit. Yeah, my cousin help. You tried to, yeah, Johnny came over and tried to set up a another router, secondary router, an, an extender uh, to, to help out. He was unable to because he is bad, I guess, or my internet is bad. One of the two. Little column A, little yeah, column B. Could certainly be both. Um, and then, yeah, Bobby, your your cousin uh, was able to, to give me some advice on some weird black magic thing that... I still don't understand how it works, but it works a little bit, and it makes my internet a decent amount faster. The problem is my my router, my my main internet hookup is in my bedroom, and my main room. Oh, where I your keep main hookup's in your bedroom, consoles. you say? Huh? Abs- absolutely. Hey. And my main setup is out in out in my regular living room thing, and I've got this big wall and a bunch of supports and whatever the hell. In, in between those two areas. And it leads to really shitty internet out here. Look, and you've pretty taken decent Johnny's internet advice? In, in the building. Huh? You've taken in my bedroom. cousin's advice. Yeah. But you haven't taken mine. Well, to be fair, I was the one who came up with this. It was mostly a joke, and then you, being the very accommodating man that you are, uh, allowed it to go through. So here, here's the problem. We're going to be talking about Destiny 2 Forsaken on this podcast. Sorry, Johnny. It's going to happen. Sorry, not uh, sorry. Damn it. All right, I'll see you guys <laughs> next week. In fact, Bobby and I decided to both take the day off to play Forsaken, to really get in there and you know do the, do it, the All thing. you assholes that called in to work that day, wisen we're, up. We're, actually, yeah, we were, we were two of you. <laughs> we, we also did that. Um, so, problems. Um, Destiny 2, unlike other games that came out on September 4th, like the Dragon Quest XI game that we'll be talking about more, or I will, anyway, uh, that game released at midnight on, on the night before, so I was able to set that download, and it went, and I can go to bed, and I can wake up, and it's right there ready to play. Fantastic. The way Mm -hmm. it should be. What? Why do I get the feeling that... A, not a good thing well, cause, happened cause for the second. It's not so much that not a good thing happened. It's just it's destiny. It's what happens. They they wait. They for make the you grind for things you want. <laughs> yes, even the game. <laughs> um, so the the problem is because of their weekly resets that Destiny Two wouldn't even unlock for us in the uh, in the central time zone of the United States until about noon. And that's because... So should you have just taken off work yeah, tomorrow? No, we should have taken off work today. Yes. Yeah. The, the day, today, the day yeah, after. Sorry, uh, we would have had yes. more time to play, truthfully, if we would have taken yeah. the day off. Totally. 100%. Um, and we'll probably remember that for the next time, if there will be a next time of another Destiny expansion. Ha ha ha. Of course there will be. Uh, There's two um, more playing this year. Great. Fantastic. Next year. Next year. Yeah. Um, 
So there's that problem. Also, uh, Destiny servers go offline for a little bit in a chunk of time when they're going to do a big reset thing like this. So all of that led to the actual download unlocking at at noon. <sighs> Which meant that I could only start downloading the game at noon. And because my internet is slow, I could not have it downloading overnight. Which meant that the first time I would get to play Forsaken would be at 6.30 p.m. six and a half hours later. Which is not good. How, how big it was seven and a half gigs? Yes. Seven, six and a half hours for seven and a half gigabytes? Yes. Are you, like, I know that Sony's servers aren't great. John, but Bobby had no problem with this. Yeah, Bobby, I downloaded, I downloaded I, this in minutes. When I started my download, I sent a chat to Bobby of like, seven and a half gigs, that's ridiculous. This is going to take me forever. And Bobby said, oh, I've got about 30 seconds left. I was like, well, fuck you. Like, come on, that sucks. So part of me was like, well, I guess I'll just play Dragon Quest Eleven while Destiny 2 is downloading. Oh, and I darn. And I did for a while, and that was fun. And then I just made the comment to Bobby, like, it would be faster for me to rip my console out of my entertainment center, put it in a backpack, drive to your place, download the update there, bring it back, shove it all back in, and then play with you. And he said, yeah, it would. Come on over. <laughs> so I did, did. And it took about 20 minutes. <laughs> and then I drove back home, and we played Destiny 2. This so, is not how things should work. I, I will say... Essentially what no, we're calling will, Loot Cave 2.0. <laughs> sure. I will say it would have been faster if I had taken the console out and taken it to my bedroom television and hooked it up there. That would have been a little bit faster. I could even hook it directly up yeah, to yeah. the router there, and it probably would have been yeah, a little bit faster. The, but it certainly so, wouldn't have been 20 Chase, minutes fast. So here's here's yeah. my advice. If you don't feel like switching service providers... I don't, have, I don't even really have that option. I can switch to one other service okay. provider, and from what I have heard, they are just as bad. You need to buy a really long Ethernet cable that you can just run from your living room. So plug ugly in. and awful. I know, no, like no, a temporary listen, thing. Only, only when there's a patch or when you're downloading a new game. So or just do what I've been and saying as soon as and it's flush done, that turd down the drain and get a new ISP. Like that, that, that ISP uh, sucks. That's not an option. Like I can't. Like I have AT and T because I don't give a shit about throwing them under the bus. Sue um, us. Also, it's tied to my DirecTV, which I I don't know. I DirecTV's fine, um, and I can switch. And I can switch to in. Charter, which is cable. But I'd have to it's switch my fantastic. TV too. Well, I'd have. It's I'd so have, much faster. Not in this building. It's not. Not in this apartment building that has multiple problems with internet just to begin with. Um, but so I could switch. The problem is, if I switch that, I probably end up having to switch my TV as well. From from Directv to to Charter Cable, Just, and I don't really want. What do I would do is I would cancel all that shit with AT and T, and then get Charter, and then just do the Directv Now service. It, well, because of this, because of this building, there are certain things I, I don't. Yeah, I could. I don't want to. Here, I'll make here's you, the, what here's if I made a spreadsheet. No, don't do that. Don't make a flow chart. Don't make a spreadsheet. Don't make any shit. Here's what's gonna happen. I'm not going to live in this apartment building forever. I will live somewhere else eventually, and I will be smarter about asking, how fast is the goddamn internet? Hey, or I got a guest room you can use for a little bit if you want. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll be right over, Bobby. We can record the rest of this podcast there. Yeah. Give me, give me 20 minutes. It'll still be um, faster than what this yeah, episode normally okay. would be. Yeah, no shit. 
Alright, if, if that's not an option, then you just need to buy a long-ass Ethernet cable to use when you're downloading yeah. games. Johnny, Johnny you've patches. got us nowhere with your advice. <laughs> How is that not a viable solution to this problem? No, it is a viable solution. It just sucks. It, the whole thing sucks. You know what a viable solution is, Johnny? Kissing my ass. Alright. <laughs> is that going to make his internet faster? You've never tried it. I, I mean, know. it couldn't make it slower. <laughs> Uh, hey, besides internet yeah, that- woes, we got, we've got things to talk about that we care about as equal, equally as much, which is video games. Um, True. Every, every week we bring you the hottest take this side of the Mississippi on video game news. I don't think that's true. It is true. Um, again. You know, Cal- California is on this side of the Mississippi, so. Right. And what do those snowflakes know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't get much snow no, out. I'm kidding. Oh, I have actually. by no means any any love or uh, affection for that term. Or Bobby, how many how many swooshes have you cut off your socks? There's so not far? enough scissor in my house to take care of those. That's I don't like I don't like where that's going. Yeah. Um, See, here's the thing. They already have your money. They got your money. That's like me saying that I'm not going to pre-order anything. <laughs> They've already got my money. God, which God damn it. Bobby. Yeah. Can I just so, give it to a fucking homeless uh, shelter. Here, here, here's Donate one thing, Johnny. This is gonna be, make make you laugh. It'll make Chase hate me more, but it'll make you laugh, Johnny. Uh, um, so I have made some pretty big statements in the time that we've ran this show. Every um, statement you make is a big statement. You're a big man. Fair. Yep. Exactly. But I may, from time to time, get very excited about a game I'm playing. And make some statement about where it may or may not be on my list of games I enjoy. Bobby has about fifteen top five. You know games that doesn't sound familiar to me. I'm, I'm very <laughs> so, surprised by this statement. In doing so, I made a statement that I was not going to pre-order any games this year. And uh, no, 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 not just a statement, a resolution. Also fair. I mean, but to be fair, who sticks to their New Year's people, resolution? People, people do. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah, for like a, a week, so they go to I'm the gym and they're like, people. Uh, so, yeah, but Bobby's okay. Uh, going to Bobby didn't even make a resolution to do something. He made a resolution not to do something. How easy? How easy is it not to do things? It's the easiest thing. It's pretty great. I I totally understand people breaking resolutions of like, oh, I'm gonna go to the gym and then you don't. Oh, I'm gonna read read more books this year and then you don't. Like, that's the thing. It's so easy not to do things that that's why resolutions get broken. You know what an easy resolution to to keep would be? Not pre-ordering fucking video games. Well, so yeah, on that note, um, Johnny, uh, for his birthday, Chase and I decided to gift him Spider-Man. It's coming out on Friday. We're super excited about that game here at the show. Thank you. You're not welcome. Stop talking. And uh, what we tried to do was get him a digital code that he could download preemptively because who knows, maybe he has bad internet like Chase. So Amazon, I was expecting them to send me a code because we're doing the digital version that I can just give to Johnny to download. And I have uh, pre-ordered this game um, on my PlayStation with some credit that I had. So it's going to automatically download on my PlayStation. Well, I go into my email and I'm looking for this code for Johnny. And I say from Amazon, good news, your copy of Spider-Man is shipped. And I'm like, shipped? It's a code. They're going to email this code to Johnny. 
And uh, this was a pre-order I did back in November of last year for for Spider-Man that I completely forgot about. So <laughs> you pre-ordered a game twice, three times. Well, Once for Johnny, yes, but twice, twice for me, for yourself. So tomorrow or on Friday, I'm gonna have a physical copy of Spider-Man showing up at my house at some point in time that I'm gonna have to take to fucking Whole Foods and return. That's why I shouldn't pre-order because I forget about them. That's how weak and bad I am. Yeah, either that or it's the dementia. Aren't you proud of me, Chase? No. The answer is no. <laughs> I'm not proud. I'm very um, unproud right now. So, outside of me disappointing you guys, which is a, a regular occurrence here on the show, mm-hmm. um, I'd like to know, because it's been a while since we've talked about the games that we've been playing at length. Um, Chase, two games came out around the same time for you that we well, both knew. Yeah, about 12 hours apart. Depending roughly. on the internet. Um, <laughs> yeah, depending on the internet, maybe 18 hours apart. Maybe 18 hours. So... These are two big games, one of which was your favorite game of the year last year, which was Destiny 2. I regret that decision every day of my life. And another game is one that you've been incredibly excited for, that they came out within 12 hours of each other. We're talking about Dragon Quest XI and Destiny Forsaken, or Destiny mm-hmm. 2 Forsaken. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to hear let's your save, thoughts. Let's save the Destiny talk for last, because I know we can dig deep into that, and then Johnny can stop talking for a while okay. um i, I yeah. would rather let johnny talk at some point so i'll talk about dragon quest which is something i really can't talk a lot about because i only played about an hour of it sure. but i really like that hour and i like what that hour is setting up and i like a lot of what that game is doing so dragon quest 11 big jrpg turn-based it it does allow you to walk around in in fights but it doesn't do anything. The only thing that you can do is run to the the kind of ring. Like there's this ring holding you in and you can run out and that's when you do the flee. But you can also just choose flee from a menu. So there's no point to that. And in is fact, it similar they, to the layout of like Nino Kuni? Uh no, cuz cuz you're still in the world. It doesn't take you to a whole separate battle area like like Nino Kuni does, but it just kind of puts a ring in the world. Like, uh, I, I know some other games do this. I think Quest 64 did this. That's a weird pull, because that game's terrible. But, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it just puts a ring. I think uh, Shining Resonance Refrain does too, like a, a newer JRPG that, that came out recently that, that has a similar kind of thing to it. But this is not an action RPG. An action RPG makes total sense where you're running around, and yeah, oh, sure, I can yeah. just run out of this ring to get out. At this point... All of your attacks have a 100% chance to hit in Dragon Quest. All of the opponents have a 100% chance to hit unless you do crap about... Uh, unless you do things to, to change mm-hmm. the accuracy stuff. But but basically, there's no running around an enemy and doing backstabs. There's no blocking to, to in front of something. There's no hiding behind something to, to avoid attacks. This is a absolute turn-based RPG. And in fact, they even give you an option... To change it to classic mode, which just doesn't let you walk around and just sits you in a single spot. And I ended up choosing that because why not? Why why give myself the option to run around when there's no point to it? Anyway, that's my only real gripe about the game so far. Uh, it's it's interesting. So I the only real Dragon Quest game I have played is Dragon Quest Nine on the DS. 
and I love Dragon Quest IX. It is, it is one of my favorite games of all time, not in a Bobby P sense of, you know, Game of the Week is his game of all time. Then I really question if you like the game at all. <laughs> uh, anyway, I love Dragon Quest IX, and it gives you four completely customizable characters. You can choose their names, you can choose what they look like, you can choose their classes, all that stuff. And in this game, it's very much not that. You, you get one character to start with, and he looks how he looks. He's a guy. You can't change that. And this is this is what he is. And I think he kind of has some pre... I don't know exactly how the job class system works in this game. I don't even know if it necessarily has one. I've been kind of trying to keep a media blackout on some of this stuff. But there, there are definite classes that they push you towards. This guy is sword or sword and shield. Uh, future guys are like, oh, this is kind of your thief. This is kind of a mage. And maybe they can do some other stuff within those things, but I think they're kind of set on their paths of what classes they are. Um, so it, it's much more of a traditional Dragon Quest game like uh, like a Dragon Quest Eight is, uh, which I guess I also played that one on the 3DS last year on the remake. So it, it's much more in that in that sense. But this is on the PS4, and it's gorgeous. It is so nice looking. Like this is Akira Toriyama art. This is Dragon Ball Z looking characters. I mean, it looks Chrono Trigger fucking looking slick. It does. So think about like that anime style of his, the way he draws his eyes, the way a lot of things are very sharp and and a lot of spiky hair of course. And this game does that, but it does it in a really nice 3D polygonal style that just it just looks so smooth and crisp. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. And then they purposefully put you into this town at the beginning of the game that has these incredible vistas, and you need to climb a mountain specifically to look out at the world to realize how small you actually are and to realize how much world is out there and, and how much more there is to, to life. Like That's the whole point of doing this Pass, uh, this trial of, of passage into adulthood that you do at the beginning of the game. So the so game you, the game is just luxuriating in, like, hey, by the way, we know our game looks fucking good, and we're going to show it to you real quick. Let me ask you, so you, whenever you and I were killing time waiting on Destiny to download at my house, you were telling mm-hmm. me a little bit about some of your hot takes on this game, because I am genuinely curious about it. Um, I've kind of in my head just avoided anything... Spoiler ask for this game because I know it's supposedly coming to the Switch, and that seems like an ideal playing place for this game for me. That is but, their that is their plan for sure. But they have been next year. Uh, I think they yeah. might even delay it even further than that. They they keep saying we're delaying it. We want to get it right, and because of how good it looks, I imagine that's would really push the Switch to its limits, and they might even be needing to. Find a way to downraise, yeah, downraise some yeah. stuff to to make that work. So, I I think, like hearing what you're saying, like obviously, like this year, there's just not going to be a lot of time for me to play that game. But no, this is I, a, this is a long game. So one of one of the things that I've heard, I've only only played an hour. I only have one character. You kind of get a secondary character that's a dog that is only with you for a very brief time, but the dog is fucking awesome. I love I love Sandy. Um, and then you also have this girl who <laughs> seems like kind of a maybe had a little bit of a love interest, maybe a little bit of a companion, and she doesn't do anything. She just stands in battle and worries about you as you fight. 
Um, and I wonder how much she's going to be a real person in this game, like whether she actually becomes a, a real party member or if she continues to be a side character or maybe she's somebody you just leave once you leave the town because eventually you do leave the town to go do other stuff. And that's where I stopped. I'm just about to leave, and so I can't really tell you more about that. But what I did hear in reading some review, uh, some slight review things about this game is that you don't even get your first party member outside of yourself until 10 hours in. And then you don't even get a third party wow. member until nice. maybe 10 hours after that. Uh, it's, so this game... Jesus Christ, how, how <laughs> long is this game? This game's going to be long. It's going to be really long. You think like, a, like 120 I, hours? I bet probably? this is an, a quote-unquote 80-hour game. I, I bet this is something that you play, can potentially finish the main campaign within 80 hours, but if it's anything like Dragon Quest IX, I played that game for over 300 hours because there were just so many little side things to do, so many things to forge, so many things to, to go around and play, and, and it just seems so... I, I can't wait. I, I, I know this, the, the time of this game is going to turn a lot of people away. They're going to go, wow, what a commitment. I can't put, the, put that much time into that. I'm so excited to just keep looking around this world that is filled with secrets. Even the first town that I was in, there are so many little secrets you can just go around and look for and find, people you can talk to. There's uh, In, in cutscenes, there's voice acting. Main characters have some voice acting that is the Dragon Quest style of, of Cockney fun accents that are, that are, mm-hmm. that are yeah. very good. Very good. Remember that from um, the But... But honestly, and then there's just a lot of text, and the text is really well done. I think I think the people who localize this game have done a good, good job. job so far because I'm interested in talking to the different people in the town. They feel like they have personalities that you don't see from from a video game in a starting town kind of thing that often. There, it's it's really nice, and I can't wait to just go around and talk to everybody and and be a part of this world. Yeah, I just I'm trying to really convince myself to be optimistic for the Switch version, but you know I know that there's not a whole lot of time um, mm-hmm. in the next year because we all know like February there's some big hitters coming. So potentially, like I don't know if I'm going to get on that, that Smash Brothers train, but there might be an opportunity depending on where I'm at with a game like Red Dead to pick this up, you know, late November and play that up into that point of February if I decide mm-hmm. to get it for the PlayStation. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if this is necessarily your type of game. I, I think you would enjoy it. I think you'd find things to enjoy about it, but this does not scream Bobby P's game to me. Uh, and we've been that's true. Before. I mean, you did enjoy Persona. You enjoyed, you enjoyed Nino Kuni. You've enjoyed the parts you've played of Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there is precedent for you maybe enjoying this, but there is such a time commitment to it that I, I might steer you something to closer to something like Dragon Quest Nine if you want to just jump in with something like sure. that. The way you complete handheld games these days is fucking insane. So maybe maybe that's a better way to More go to for come. you. Also, I know that game is a total ten, <laughs> whereas this game just seems good so far. Yeah. Really good so far. Yeah. yeah, I think that that you and I talked about that tonight. That we went to uh, GameStop. They had a copy there that used mm-hmm. copy. That's definitely something that, um, as much as I'm enjoying my time with my 2DS XL, 
knowing that there's not a whole lot uh, in the pipeline for that system right now, at least for me at this point in time, and that the Switch uh, has some bangers on it right now that I'm enjoying. But uh, yeah, that, that's a very strong possibility for sure. And by the time you finish Dragon Quest Nine, maybe Dragon Quest Eleven will be available on Switch. Totally. <laughs> there you go. Um, cool. But yeah, so, so... I, I'm I'm liking it a lot so far. Again, I'm super early. I I haven't even left that first town, but so far, just the bones of it seem really good, and I can't wait to get back into that world and just play some more. Unfortunately, nice. Destiny. Excited unfortunately destiny yeah. 2 forsaken came out and i ended up playing a lot of that because i felt like i had to um so i didn't get to play as much dragon quest 11 as maybe i wanted anyway we'll talk more about destiny yeah 2 we'll talk later. about that and, and johnny since you and i there's a game that we both have played i'm going to talk about some stuff that uh well there's two games that we both played now but uh mm-hmm. i'll just kind of tee you up here if that's all right get you get you set up sure. so chase you alluded to it um just a moment ago with my my time playing some games on my 2DS and my rate of beating handheld games. I, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about this stuff, but I do just want to give you guys an update. So I, I think the last time that we spoke at length about what I've been up to on the show, I was completing or had just finished Pokemon White and was starting my time with Pokemon Black version 2. Bobby's beaten 10 Pokemon games <laughs> since then. Not quite, but not far off. So I have now completed Pokemon White, Pokemon Black version 2. I've also completed Pokemon X, and I just finished uh, on Pokemon Ultra Sun, the, uh, just before the show tonight, actually, the, um, the, I guess the second island. I just beat, okay. all th- I, I beat all three of the trainers there. So each of these games is, even just the main story that you're playing through and maybe a little legend hunting afterward, that's like a good 40 hours for each of these things. I'm averaging right around uh, 45 to 50 hours. It's kind you, of the... Oh, hey, my what God. Do you, do you even have a job anymore? <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't believe it, but go for it, man. <laughs> yeah, so I... You know, the, the Pokemon White and the Pokemon Black 2 is a little easy because uh, I had a long-ass road trip I was on, and I got to, mm-hmm. to play a lot of this in the car. Where and I, also, I, you you semi-cheated of bringing over a lot of your guys from from white and using them again in Black 2, right? So, yes and no. Um, right now, just for those of you who are listening, kind of what I'm doing, uh, zoomed out very far from this, is playing through 20 years of Pokemon in a very condensed time period. Using the bank system and transfers, I've been moving... Uh, everybody from Soul Silver and up over. Pokemon White and Black 2 is exceptionally easy to do this with, but what I am trying to do is use a different six Pokemon for each game that is unique to that generation. Now, the end game stuff, getting through the uh, Elite Four and the Pokemon Championship and all that shit, like I, I do on Black 2 especially, I just loaded in like my high level guys that I've been building up through the other ones mm-hmm. just to like get through that period. Sure. Um, I'm I'm not really dilly dallying around too much on these games. Uh, I I'm I'm not telling myself I can't explore things or go and do more things, but I'm not doing stuff like the battle mansions and shit like that. I'm playing, and it's because you're on a mission. Like you are you are trying to get all of this stuff done before Let's Go comes out, so then you can play more Pokemon. My my goal <laughs> was to be done before Destiny Two hit. That was my goal. <laughs> Okay. And I got pretty fucking close. You did. You've 
Jesus. Like, I got really fucking close. Like, and you so, could take another couple nights off of Destiny and just be done. You could yeah. you could just get it finished. Be completely up to date. Yeah, and so, like, that's kind of wild to, like, know that I'm now playing the same Pokemon game that you guys... Well, Johnny, you're currently playing. Chase, you just buttoned up uh, Ultra Moon recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, to, to, to just say, like, Pokemon X was uh, absolutely incredible. I, I love the setting of that game. I know that this is going to probably split some hairs with everybody, but I'm just going to say it like outside of gen one, like this might've been my favorite set of starters um, in a Pokemon yep. game. I mean, that's wrong, but that's okay. I mean, it, trust me, it's, it's a far, far better start than what you get in ultra fucking sun. That's for damn sure. Oh, uh, um, what? Uh, what? Oh, he, gonna, just, he just doesn't like Poplio, right? Uh, Hurricane. Let's just move on. We're not talking about this. So, anywho, um, I like the setting a whole lot. I really appreciate the different regions they're doing. Uh, one area that um, I thought was really neat was the movement with the skates. I thought that was fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I think about X and Y, the more I think that that might have been like one of my secret favorite gens. It's so good, man. Like that game. So that was the target for me. A lot of this was because, like, I've heard I've heard very mixed things about Sun and Moon from people. It's very polarizing, from what I can tell. And the thing that I'm really stoked on with X was, okay, this is now getting into some of those quality of life enhancements that you had a taste of when they when you got the remake of Sapphire. But just the setting, the tone, having the group there, what's happening with the story in it, I think is really compelling. Um, the Pokemon as a whole, I thought were really interesting. It's just fucking great, man. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And and what's interesting about that one is it's the the shortest one for me. Like I beat that game in thirty plus hours. Mm. And so, oh, only, only 30, thirty hours. Um. So I, I'm I'm still working through Ultra Sun, and I'm really enjoying that. Like if you talk quality of life improvements, that game's got it in spades. Um. I absolutely love what they're doing with the HMs in this game. I think it's so cool to have. The ability to ride these Pokemon and get those abilities. I think that's really, really interesting. Um, it is a little different to play all these games so close together than go into one that doesn't use the gym system. That That is a little strange. I mean, that that was jarring, jarring for everybody. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah. We, we ha- weren't used to a Pokemon game that did that, and then it did. And I we've talked about this earlier on the show when Sun and Moon first came out, but... Like those those games have a lot of really nice quality of life improvements, like the HM stuff that you talked about, not having to be attached to a move anymore for a Pokemon. But there are a lot of things in there that I just found to be a real bummer that were attempts at doing new things, and I applaud them for attempting new things, but they uh, things that I just felt like fell flat on their faces and weren't fun. Yeah, I think that I, I do kind of equate this game to some of the things they did with Majora's Mask in the Zelda franchise. Oh, another like, bad game. Uh, it it definitely feels like, you know, if you're comparing Majora's Mask to the rest of the series, you can tell it's a Zelda game, but at the end of the day, it's very different in its approach to getting that story told. And Sun and Moon has a lot of the same characteristics. The world feels very different, obviously being in a Hawaii area, but just mm-hmm. the way that they've done the design of it, some of the camera angles they're using, it, it, it feels uniquely different than what Alpha Sapphire and X did. Like, where they were so similar, like, this definitely feels, even though the art style's 
Yeah, the the production of it is very different. Yeah. Where do Way you different. think where do you yeah. think the next Pokemon game is going to be set? So we we had Japan for a very long time. Then they went to America, then they went to France, then they went to Hawaii. What's next? I think I think South Australia America. would be awesome. Australia would be pretty cool. They've I got that, they've got weird animals there. They've got weird animals. You've got some neat terrain down there that you could explore. Um, it could be a little bit maybe more water focused, which would be mm-hmm. cool. Um, having a little bit more of that island fuel, which I mean, not, I don't want like island like you have in Sun and Moon, but being that small and contained, I think would be yeah. neat. Um, I, I mean, I would like the idea of here is a big island, and then here are two smaller islands that you can go to for for random things like here's our new zealand equivalent here's our tasmania equivalent kind of thing that'd be pretty cool i could i could see them doing like a china uh, where where they would have like some big wall feature uh that would that would really go throughout the whole game they could use that to to gate people in certain aspects of it absolutely Um, uh i don't know there'd be cool ones i i I don't know where else i'd want like maybe like a mexico that could be cool Yeah, I was just, I was just gonna say Mexico or some South a bunch American of howluchas in there, like like yeah. Brazil. Brazil. Sure. Yeah, sure. No, I, it's really cool. I you know I'm not sure what to expect. Like part of me thinks they're obviously they've they've made mention at least that this is the first time we get to design a Pokemon for the TV. So I think they're taking that to heart on what you're gonna mm-hmm. see from like scope and scale. I expect it to be pretty big. Um, I'm curious if they're gonna. It's actually the the third time they've gotten to make Pokemon for a TV on the Switch anyway. Well, a core Pokemon yeah. game, I should say. The great, the great Pokemon Quest. Have you forgotten? I, I have. Um, um, let's I, go, of course, but yeah. So I don't know if the, the Let's Go art style is going to carry over. Like, I, I like that art style a lot, but I, I wonder know. if they're going to make that its own thing with that series. I, I, yeah, do you, I wonder how I think it's going to look a lot more like Let's Go than it is Pokemon Tournament, which is, a, sorry, the fourth... The fourth time that I guess they are making a Pokemon game for the Switch. But from an asset standpoint, like, especially if they're doing all these designs where your, your Pokemon's behind you or riding on, and if that is to carry over into this game in some shape or form, mm-hmm. that's a lot of work to, to redo all that. And maybe, maybe that, that's just the Switch version of what it looks like. I don't well, know. If, like, if you bring all that stuff over, bring all those assets already over that you've made, you don't have to redo right. them all. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. John, Johnny, to your question, I man, when do we hear more about Pokemon? I imagine there will be a there's a direct tomorrow. I don't know if we're going to hear about it at that. I think they would do a specific. We are going to do a Pokemon direct. Pokemon, and it will be yeah. yeah that makes like sense. maybe they'll they'll say, hey, Ruby and Sapphire on 3ds Virtual Console. Also, now you we're going to tell you more about Pokemon 2019. Yeah, I could see that. So to, to, to button all that up, guys, like I'll have uh, a lot more to say once I'm done with this journey, and uh, I've I've had more fun than I can even begin to describe on this show playing through these games. And part of me is a little upset that I took so long to do it, but part of me is very grateful that I did and just learned a little bit more about what I like in games and applied some of the knowledge from the previous team building games I've played over the years and. It's just been absolutely incredible to, to do this. So I'm, I'm coming to an end, and it's really upsetting to, to mean, know that I'll be done. You're coming to an end, but you're not coming to <laughs> the end. because no. Yeah, they're still well, going to make... Po- he can even like go when, further back. Yeah, when I finished Harry Potter, and I wanted to, 
to cry because I knew there would never be another Harry Potter book. Yeah, but I think there's going to be I, more I agree Pokemon with you, but I think that what's happened on the DS system over the last several years, they've really kind of right. established a bit of a groove there, and it's going to be different. Anyway, you shake it. The game will be the same, but it'll be different. But there are still good old Pokemon games you can go to. You haven't played Fire Red and Leaf Green, which are some of the best Pokemon games. And also, that would be a really nice... Like, I think I mentioned that before. That'd be a nice finishing point for yeah, you. For sure. Of This is a remake yeah. of the first gen, which was your first knowledge of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap is really good. Oh, if you played Pokemon Trading Card Game, I would go fucking nuts. We need to play that. Okay. That'd be that game is so good. And then I may have bought two more of those Pokemon ROM hacks. Really? <laughs> uh-huh. So now I'll have four, none of which I have played so far. <laughs> but right. uh but like those might be new Pokemon adventures for you to try once I've tried them. So yeah, I'll update you guys on it. I'm probably gonna write a little something about my time with these games. Uh, I just feel very compelled to do so. So I've got some ideas kind of laid out on paper right now about what I'd like to say. And, uh, you're just gonna shit all over Diamond and Pearl, and that's gonna make me sad. I'm not gonna shit over it. Like mm. I appreciate what they did. It just was. It's gonna. Be I just really out. wish, looking back on it, that I wouldn't have played the Alpha or Omega version of those. Yeah, those I mean, I I don't know how else we would have done it though. Yeah. Because if we told you to go all the way back to the Game Boy Color and play Gold and Silver, I don't think you would have enjoyed that experience that much. Even though those right. games are still excellent, I think for somebody who is not going back to them with that nostalgia would would not enjoy them as much. And then if we made you play original Ruby and Sapphire, I would feel very bad for you because I do not like those games. So anyway, uh, hmm. buttoning all that up, I did take time to play a game that uh, what I was super excited about on paper and I finally got my hands on it. I decided to play uh, what I have written down here, Domnut County on... Uh... Dumbass. Dumbass. I, th- I think you've already uh-huh. talked about Donut County on this podcast, haven't you? Yeah, just that I... I well, Johnny hasn't, so I'm, I'm teeing him up here. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I finished that game, by the way. That's what I was going to say. So I finished Donut County in the midst of all this that I was playing as a nice little palate cleanser. Is that on... Yes. It is on, on iOS. It's on PS4. Not on Switch yet, but that's that's what it needs to be. Yeah, I, I think it's that's what you were playing. I think it's on? also on PC. Uh, yes, it is on PC. That sounds about uh, right. I did play this on my iPad, which I thought was a really great home for it. It's five bucks on iOS, which was a nice cost, I think, for this game, and uh, you get a really fun uh, sticker package for the messages. Except you don't get you the one. The you don't get the one you'd want. Like the emoji in the game is not an emoji I know, you can the use as a sticker. Like that, come on, come on. Um, by the way, I down, I, I download. He could. You're right. I downloaded it. I I bought the iOS version for the five dollars, and I have not played it yet. I've seen some of it being played, and I think it is rad, and I can't wait to play it. Um, but I haven't yet. But Johnny, you have. You are currently yeah. playing it right now. Like not like I mean I'm, not I'm, like in your hands like you I not on this podcast no um yeah I maybe like 30 40 okay. minutes into it um and do you remember uh so a game I talked about a couple weeks ago or maybe last week uh whole I remember, IO. Yeah. yeah so that is actually just a shameless ripoff yeah. of Donut yes, County. it is. Um, so I feel kind of bad about. Well, it's a shameless giving them we, we money. We talked about that before. It's a shameless ripoff in the art style and in the fact that you use a in hole. Yeah, but it's a different right, kind of game, objects. right? Like you said, it's more like a King of the Hill kind of game. 
Yeah, yeah. So Don- Donut County actually has a story. It's well written. Uh, it's it's funny, and you're solving. It's almost like puzzle solving in a way. The the writing um, in the game reminds me a lot of uh, Nine in the Woods. Nine in the Woods. Yep. It's it. it's got an authenticity. Yeah, they, like it's it's the way young people authentically talk to each other, or at least yep. a a very authentic sounding way that teens talk. Yeah, it's it's how I think the kids. Yeah, talk it's to the each most other. authentic um, raccoon I've ever heard. Uh, Tom Tom Nook um, is pretty authentic. Yeah, he's yes. a Tanuki, though, so slightly different. Better better pay that motherfucker Damn right. too long. Um, <laughs> how far how far are you in um, to Donut County? Maybe the fourth or fifth. Okay. So level? you realize that this game is about a two-hour game tops. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I've been playing it in, in fits and starts. I went to Chicago over the weekend uh, for oh. my wedding anniversary. Yeah, and I took uh, my Switch and my 3DS with me. <laughs> wow! What a what? what a great wedding anniversary. <laughs> they there's hey gonna guys, be downtime. Uh, we're gonna. We're... My wife goes to bed pretty early. Um, and I like to stay up and play video games. Yeah, you know, one happens. year as man and wife, you go to a, a very nice destination like Chicago, you're really going to paint the town red, and after that, you're going to, I guess, just play Pokemon Go and <laughs> and your Switch. I played a lot you of Pokemon You did, I noticed. I was like, who is this guy? I, uh, yeah, I mean, there's Pokestops everywhere. I'm True. Playing. Yeah. For crying out loud. Um, it's a city. But yeah, I... In between, uh, my I played a little bit of Into the Breach on the Switch because I picked that up. That game's still it's so good. so good. Uh, and I played a lot of Sun Ultra Sun. I'm getting close to the end of that one actually, but I also was playing some Donut County. And I, Bobby, let me know if you disagree, but I th- I think that as far as like style goes, this may have. One of the strongest styles of the year. Donut like, County? Yeah. It's, it's, I wouldn't, yeah, it's so well put together. I wouldn't be surprised to see it um, make a category like that. Yeah, that game, it's got yeah. an awesome soundtrack. If you bottle all those things up to, that equate to style, in my opinion, soundtrack, writing, dialogue, obviously, uh, the look and feel of the game works so well. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's got that level of charm and just enjoyment that Night in the Woods did. I still like Night in the Woods a lot better. But it's a very different game in its own right. Mm-hmm. And as far as... Yeah. And it's, it's a very nice, condensed totally. It's a great palate cleanser. In a year I, where yeah. there are so many good iOS games, like Alto's Odyssey, Florence, Holdown, yep. not Hold.io, uh, hold. but Holdown, um, like there there are a lot of really good examples of of iOS games and, and mobile games this year. And this one, I haven't played it like you guys have, but from what I've seen, from what I've heard from you guys, from what I've heard from others, this might might be the best one of those it's, of that crop. I it's my so favorite far, yeah. one this year, and it's Florence. I think is like one of those things where you experience it, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Fuck, that was super important." Not is this that- game not like that? I mean, it's not that it's important. A lot of it is silly, but is there is there a reason to go back and play more? Of of Donut County is there is there re- I think it, that does it have I, a replay value? Yeah, I think there's. I mean, once you play it, like the puzzles don't change. Yeah. So like once you kind of figure it out, and honestly, it's a very simple game. It's very easy, but it's not. It, yeah. It's not intended to be difficult. I think it's the charm and like 
I don't know about you, Johnny, but like I've audibly been laughing out loud at parts of this game, and it's usually when the physics go off the fucking wall. When you're, yeah, some like a lot of the animations yeah. and and the way that the world reacts whenever you you finally figure out not finally because it doesn't take that long to solve the puzzles, but whenever you figure out the thing that you're supposed to do to make the other thing happen. Yeah, I've I've chuckled to myself on, on more than one occasion, uh, just in the gameplay, but also in the, the writing. Totally. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I would go so, back to it, honestly. Like, it doesn't have... I don't know if it does have that replay play value, because I think a lot of the game is just kind of unfolding in front of you and realizing... Because it's, it's, it's a backwards narrative, where it, you kind of see where everything ended up, and then it's mm. retelling how it got there. And so the mystery is learning how you got to that point. So once you understand it, I think it's kind of out the window to play it again. Yeah, I, I'm not doubting its value because it, it sounds great and it might actually be the best iOS game that came out this year. But there is something where it, it might just be that it's the best game that happened to be on iOS instead of the best iOS game. Whereas where for yeah. for me, mobile games need to be something that I can pick up and play for a few minutes and have a good time with and be infinitely replayable. That's why I think, you know, infinite runners work so well on those kinds of uh, devices. Mm -hmm. That's why puzzle games work so well on those kind of devices. Um, that's why I think part of me wants to still say, oh, Alto's Odyssey might be a little bit better or Holdown might be a little bit better because I think those are better games that fit into the style that I want from an iOS game. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like this game is really, really good. I still can't wait to play it, even if it's more like a Florence where it's a game that I'm going to play once, really enjoy, and then probably never pick up again. Or pick up again in many years only to play through one more time and then to put it back down. Yep. Yeah. Bobby, did you read the Trashopedia? No. Oh, okay. That... You need to go back. And All the entries read that, are written that's, that's... from the perspective of the of the raccoon, right? So he doesn't yeah. know. He doesn't necessarily know what things are, and then he takes guesses at what they might be, or or like his what oh, he imagines yeah. they that's might be. Awesome. Yeah, some of that stuff is amazing. yeah. That's 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 maybe my favorite part about the game. All right, is the Trashopedia. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying that. Um, probably finish that in the next week or so. Uh, just picking out here and there. And then uh, I'm almost done with Ultra nice. Sun. Good to hear. I just unlocked the fourth island, and the story's going places. Uh, there's just and a you big played twist you played the original Sun and Moon, right? You played Moon. I did, but I'm I played okay. Sun, but I am beyond the point that I made it in the story. There, I kind of fizzled out. I'm actually surprised at how much more mm -hmm. I'm enjoying this. Do you feel that they're that than I did with Sun? different? No, I think what it is is just. You know, I, I knew about the changes going into Sun, but when I was actually experiencing them, it was just still kind of a letdown because it had been a, a while since I played a Pokemon game. And now, you know, knowing that you have these trials to go through instead of collecting gym badges, I've had a better time with it because I knew yeah, what I was doing. Yeah, I felt the exact same way. And, and I, I, st I had a good time because like, there's still kind of gym leaders that you're fighting but not in the same way that you would get in other Pokemon games. So I'm, I'm interested to see what they carry over into the next mainline mm -hmm. Pokemon game if they go back to gyms because I think that a lot of people were upset <laughs> that there a weren't bit. gyms um, or maybe hey, maybe they 
hybrid it. Or, or maybe they do something completely different so. than that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I wonder if they bring back Mega Evolution as more of a concept. That that concept is still there, but it's a lot more hidden in in to let you do Z moves instead. But with Pokemon Let's Go adding Mega Evolutions to that, I'm like, well, maybe maybe that's something they decided that that's where they actually want to go with that. I found interest. I found yeah. it interesting that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are more like they're closer to like an emerald or a crystal as like a third game that mm-hmm. tells basically the same story with some changes than they do a black two white two, uh, where those games are direct sequels yeah, with completely different yeah. stories just on the same landmass. Yeah, because from what I remember, the story beats are essentially the they're, exact same. Yes. With, with, with small alterations, especially changes. at the end game, there yeah. will be some big changes from what you are used to. Well, you're not used to any of them because you never played the end game of either, but um, they they are different. So, yeah, not to not to derail the conversation. What's your Pokemon, favorite but Pokemon so far from that generation? Is it Poplio? Don't say it. Poplio is so good. Pop- yeah, really but good. I don't like. I don't like. I don't either, but he didn't ask you what your favorite evolution line was. He asked what your favorite Pokemon was. Poplio's a Pokemon. I also like... I like Lycanroc a lot. Which which version? Um, So I actually have a shiny Mm -hmm. Lycanroc uh, that is the uh, day. Yeah, the more I think midday's tougher, but I think the midnight is fucking awesome looking. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Totally. So... They, there, there were some good Pokemon yeah. in this generation. I, I think they were able to take the setting and do interesting things with it. The Alolan forms are like yeah. that is another fun way. Like Mega Evolution is another fun way to play with Pokemon that you are familiar with, but with a twist, and mm-hmm. that's that's cool. Yeah, I like what they did with uh, Golem mm-hmm. and Graveler. Well, making those guys electric uh, rock is fucking cool. That's awesome to me. Yep. Yeah, uh, beware. You know, I really like beware. Beware is. I disagree with that, but that's fine. There's there's a cuteness to him for sure. Oh, I like. Yeah. All right, I'll be Johnny. Candy is beware this year. Johnny, I believe it is time for you to uh, make yourself a sandwich, get a drink, because Bobby and I are gonna take so, over. <laughs> I I just. I, I, I do okay, have questions. Okay, that's great. Help um, us help us build this conversation gonna, look, into something. I'm just gonna put this out there really quick. So we are, we cannot, and we are not going to have a lengthy discussion about Destiny again on the show. We're going to talk about some high points and low points, but we can't go on forever about Destiny, can we? True. Well, we we didn't play we didn't play enough. I mean, you could. We didn't and play enough have. to do that. Like we we cannot give story spoilers because we played so little of the story. I think we played yeah. two missions. Okay. So what? What for both of you is the total time? You say you've put into Forsaken so far. Five four hours, hours, four or yeah. five, yeah, about that. Okay, and so I like I know very little uh, other like obviously you know Kate Six dies or is dead already mm-hmm. whenever it starts. Um, I also heard that you're growing twenty levels instead of yeah the usual five yeah the, or the so. level cap is up from um, uh, is up two fifty from thirty. So is there just is there that much more content? In this, I mean, leveling up in Destiny you does just, not take long at all. 
R- right. This, I hit, uh, I yes, hit level that's what 40 I was curious in about. about four to five hours. I'm at level 47 because I'm better okay. than Bobby. Um, but you played it longer than I did, apparently. I played it a little bit longer, but I played it a lot better. <laughs> um, Yawn. This is, this is basically their Taken King of Destiny 2. Right. In, in that it is a much more in-depth expansion than previous ones. And also it changes a lot of things that are that a lot of people would think are core to the Destiny 2 experience. And and how do you like how do you feel about that? Like as as people <laughs> you are two people who have played more Destiny than most other people. So let me I put know. this out there and, and just another disclaimer. Um we have only played this game for 4 to 5 hours any opinions we have right now we can and probably will change. But sure, but I mean like how, like the Knowing what you knew going into it. I don't know if I like some of the overall menus, categories, and slash... Um, how do I want to word my... my I, think I, I think I can help you here. So Destiny 1 was a game that very much focused on consumables and, and items mm-hmm. and going to planets and getting different resources and having to use those for for different weapons and different garbage and a lot of it felt like a grind of man i need to go to this planet for no other reason than to just get some of these materials some totally absolutely something uh destiny 2 really felt like it did away with a lot of that vanilla destiny 2 where it was more about finding finding guns there were certainly a lot of consumables but a lot of it was just hey you'll find these in the world you can spend them on stuff but even the stuff you get out of them is not a really that big of a deal just keep going out and have have fun doing missions have fun going on public event or doing these fun public events do these adventures uh play the campaign once and then never again because those missions are done unless you do like these weird remix ones from um from the warlock lady whose name escapes me right now. Um, so it, it felt a lot more based on adventure and having fun and going and doing things and less and sure, less yeah, about no, gaining material. I enjoyed my time with Des- Vanilla right. Destiny 2. Um, and I think they generally kept that up through the expansions that they made up to this point where, yeah, there are new consumables, they'll do new stuff, but again, it really wasn't a hunt for stuff i mean you you went to the moon and you could or you didn't go to the moon you went to mars and you could find some stuff on there but it's more about like play through these story missions go find this weird gun like go go do these interesting things and that's cool that's what i like out of destiny what i don't like is grinding for materials and this game this expansion brings a lot of that back and it and it couches it it hides it in trying to say we're simplifying Uh the game we're no longer right. going to give you those tokens on different planets that basically just did this other same thing as the materials on the planets did. We're going to just make it all materials. We're simplifying. It's like, okay, that sounds all right. But now to infuse guns, just like in vanilla Destiny 1, you now have to use uh, four mat- different materials. types of fucking things. Right, yeah. You need to put Glimmer, which is the okay. currency. You need to put Legendary right. Shards, which you've always had to do. That's not bad, although now they're way more expensive. You have to put in Masterwork Cores, which they've completely changed the way those work. So now it's it's more about building up weapons over time instead of just instantly saying, I like this weapon a lot better. 
So they've made Masterwork cores easier to get, but they've also made uh, Masterwork cores uh, much more central to the way weapons upgrade, so you're spending a lot more of them too. And then you're also spending these materials that you find within the world, which means, oh, I'd really like to upgrade this sniper rifle that I love to a higher level. Let's infuse it like I always did. Oh, wait, no, now I need to go to IO to go collect more phase glass needles because now that's the way to to upgrade that gun again, which is back to Destiny 1 bullshit that I don't necessarily want to do. So, yeah, like, with this... I understand Destiny is different from mm-hmm. other games because it's you know it's an online online only ongoing thing. Like how much of this feels like changes they're trying to make to make the game better or more interesting, or they feel like they have to change things because hey, it's another year of Destiny. <sighs> Let's throw this at the wall. Destiny and see well, certainly what's... has like problems. Like, Destiny 2 didn't fix everything. Sure. It fixed a lot of things that felt nice, and it brought in a lot of new problems on its own. And I think Forsaken is a lot of trying to appease fans of the original Destiny that right. had issues with Destiny 2, and even de- new Destiny 2 players mm-hmm. who can see these problems with Destiny 2, and trying to say, like, oh, well, we're kind of going back to the Destiny roots to fix a lot of these things. Some of them are good changes, yeah. and others feel like a, like a grind. The, the grind piece for me really, it just left such a sour taste in my mouth because like the, one of the things that is really cool about starting up a new expansion in Destiny is that you're getting all this new gear that's like blue and green garbage that nobody cares about that's just fodder to get your light level up. So you mm-hmm. infuse it into shit that you do like. and so Blue and green garbage, man. There's nothing <laughs> worse than that. Yep. So what... <laughs> What happens is, is you automatically go to this gun that you want to infuse and use, like your exotics that you had just painstakingly earned are now out leveled by gear that you can't infuse into it. You you can can, though. You can, but it's a lot of fucking resources. It is. And I think that's because they want you to play with the new guns and that's totally understandable. And and I will for a while, Um, but that's a better change than it was for the Taken King. Because the Taken King said, all your old shit doesn't matter anymore. None of it does. And we're going to bring back specific things that we think are cool. But basically, you have to play with this new shit. Forget everything you've done beforehand. And that sucked. That super sucked. So it's nice they at least have the ability to bring in some of that stuff. Like, you can bring over whatever you want. Just know that it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. So maybe play the new content first. When you get to a level cap or something, then bring up your favorite weapons. And and right. honestly, I've been doing it a little bit for some of the weapons I really love. Like, I've upgraded my Graviton Lance a couple of times to make it still work. I've upgraded my um, my um, Orpheus rig, my, my awesome hunter boots that I will probably never get rid of uh, because those are just so in tune to my play style of Destiny that I want to keep doing that. So, let me just put out a few things outside of that. Like, I don't like the, obviously, the grind that they're asking for. I get the grind they're asking for. In-game content was a really big fucking deal for a lot of people and that there wasn't much of any of that when Destiny 2 came out. This is a way that you're going to have to work a little bit harder to get shit to make things you like. Totally get it. Might not appreciate it. I understand it. Some things I do like that they've, they've implemented here is there's some really nice quality of life 
enhancements to some of your inventory. And what that is is that anything that you've ever acquired in this game, you no longer have to stick around in your in your vault as if you've ever owned it or bought it or however you acquired it in the game. You can now repurchase that from your menu at any given time if you have the resources to do it at a for, base level. For relative cheap cheapness. Like yeah, those yeah, those aren't that, that expensive to do. And at the same time, they also gave you 200 more slots in your bank. So they they said, oh, wow. now you have 500 wow. slots. I know you already filled up the other 300, but also you can get rid of all of that shit and then still know that you have it. But then you can just fill these new 500 slots with all these new guns. And the new guns are... One, pretty cool. I think a lot of the new guns that we've seen have been nice looking. Yeah. Uh, and two, now that they have added back the Destiny 1 system of random perk rolls to, to these weapons, I, I was on the fence about that. I, I felt I enjoyed my time with Destiny 1 of like, oh, finding cool guns that, oh, this gun has a really nice set of perks. That's neat. Uh, but part of me really liked knowing what I was getting out of these guns. And so I wouldn't get a bummer of a gun. Um, if, if I got if I got an origin story, it's like, oh, this is a really good gun, and I know it has the right perks on it. That it's a really really good gun. Whereas in this, you could get a roll of, well, this is a good scout rifle, but it has bad perks on it, so it's not actually something I'm going to use, and that's I'll such a bummer. Be very curious. Friday, back up if it has some glass needle. They had a way to re-roll these guns mm-hmm. in original Destiny. And they got away with all that, did away and taken King. But I'm curious if they'll bring in some. Hey, I can I can try and do a random roll again. Maybe, and they kind of have another supplement to that of the mod system. Like they've given, they've taken away all the mods, which is fine because I never really liked mods anyway. They were they were just a, kind of a random thing to find, and you really just had to put it on to get five extra power out of something. And if it had a little bonus extra, great. Now it is. The mods are, this is an extra perk. You just get to put on a weapon, and that that's it. And I think even when you dismantle the gun, you have a chance, or maybe even it's guaranteed to get that mod back. It's a, it's a chance. So you can put that mod into other guns. So that that's cool. It made mods interesting again, and, and that gives them a purpose, and I think that's pretty cool. Also, mm-hmm. I've gotten some pretty good rolls on some weapons. Like, I got a scout rifle... That is like this big meaty scout rifle, and it has both uh, outlaw, which lets it reload faster, and full auto. So now I'm just—it's a super powerful gun that is also shooting really well and then reloading really quickly. And Bobby got that same gun, and he went, you know, I don't know, this gun's not really for me because he had a completely different roll on it. And you know, su- sucks for Bobby, but I think that gun's pretty rad because of the perks that it has on it. So I- I've gotten lucky with but that. But a gun that I did get that I think's rad, and one that I think is a really cool addition to the game, and I was totally on the fence for what they were doing with it, is the addition of a bow and arrow into the game. Yeah. That's- so they, the, the bow has been a superpower for the, the hunter for some time, but now this is an actual slotted weapon that has ammo that you can pick up and use. And I was just like, how is this going to... How is that going to translate into a game that has really great shooting mechanics? It's a very fast and fluid moving game. And bow and arrows are kind of stealthy and a little bit more methodical. And doesn't really match up with any of the enemy types in this game. Right. Very little about Destiny lets you do stealth. Except out of like some raid stuff that's still not shooting from stealth. It's, it's just being in stealth. 
the and this is like Bobby said a very stealth weapon and also there's so many enemies sometimes that how does shooting one at a time with a bow seem like a good idea and it turns out it's a great idea oh my god <laughs> it's so fucking rewarding man so like the bow has a very interesting mechanic not too dissimilar from any other bow mechanic in games is that you have a draw speed on this gun on the on the gun or the bow I'm sorry and you can draw your your bow back and you can keep holding that trigger until you release it but on the vanilla loadout of this particular bow that you get early on in the game you can only hold that for a few seconds before it just automatically fires the arrow there's enhancements later on Mm -hmm. in the game between like armors and shit like that that you can get to to change that but these things are fucking powerful like they're doing far more damage per hit if a fully knocked arrow goes out than any sniper rifle in the game. And a fully uh, knocked arrow is a sniper rifle, basically. I didn't see it have any fall, whereas yeah. if you if you pull it back any amount except for full, it will it will have a little bit of an arc to it and not do nearly as much damage. But like a full knock is is like a is totally a sniper rifle bolt, and it's great, and it's it's, it's so easy to shoot too. Yeah, like I found myself in all the new guns that I got to play. I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, this is a neat pulse rifle. This is a really cool submachine gun. Like, I got like this awesome submachine gun that has a silencer on it. And just a really cool sound that was rewarding. But man, playing with that bow, like, I really enjoyed that mechanic a whole lot. And it's something so different than anything I've used in Destiny. I mean, the sword you could argue, but like, and even in that self, like it, it wasn't nearly as different than like a melee up close. Like you've been up close with a, the butt end of your gun on somebody. You have not had one in the chamber, so to speak, with something so quick and precise as an arrow. Like, I can have one rocket and shoot that one rocket and know, like, I don't have to be very good at this. I'm going to get the job done. Where with this arrow, you have to be quick, you have to be thoughtful, and where you land the arrow is super important. And if you do it, you can fucking drop somebody down pretty quick. So the bone arrow... It's a really nice addition. I'm I'm looking forward to exploring that avenue they, a bit more. They are littered in Crucible right now. Oh, I knew it. it I is, knew it. It is all bows all the time. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. And it's probably a lot of people who just think, oh, this is cool. This is new. I want to try this more. But there are a lot of bows around It should uh, be its right own now. mode of Crucible. Uh, I don't know about that. But it is, it is definitely... It, it's definitely like when the Prometheus lens came out. And had that everybody bug, had and everybody had it, and everybody was using it. Uh, it is it is like that in the prevalence. It's not broken like that, but it is. There's a lot of them out there. Um, so speaking of broken, go ahead. Well, I was going to say two more things, but I don't know what broken thing you're talking about. Uh, the super for my warlock. Oh, okay. Go for it. Um, you get to uncover some new supers or variations of the supers that you're used to in the game. It's another tree of that. Mm-hmm. The Stormcaller is the Ark subclass, which is essentially Palpatine in uh, the Taken King and then beyond. They have another skill set within that that branch now that allows you to take all of that electrical energy, that Ark energy, and do this massive Tony Stark Iron Man Ark reactor blast from the chest. Looks- it looks very much like the final smash for Samus. Where yes. she just shoots that giant thing uh, of energy. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so right. on the It's they, a Kamehameha. They, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yes. Now you're speaking right. in terms I understand. <laughs> so it's a very I'd, I'd say it's like four to five <laughs> seconds long is how the duration of this goes, but Chase 
here's what's fucking cool. I can't wait to talk to you about this. So mm-hmm. the the level where you get it and they put you in the situation where you're just littered with uh, Taken to do yep. it. They load in, I'm not exaggerating, 50 to 100 Taken. <laughs> and in the midst of it, there was Taken Ogres, two of them. Yeah. I loaded it up and wiped everything in my path in five seconds. That's a lot better than the uh, the new Hunter Hunter Super for the Night Stalker. Like it's yeah. it's these two it's these dual knives and you instantly go invisible when you go super and then your regular attacks are are power are super powerful super powerful melee attacks uh, but they take you out of cover and then you can use your heavy one to put you back into cover and it does a heavy attack that that puts you back invisible again oh. into for the duration of the thing and it's fine I think it'll be really good for for Crucible but. I didn't find it fun at all in PvE, and that really sucks for that mission when they just throw a shit ton of Taken at you because they did the same thing for me because I was getting wrecked by by all these Taken because I could only take on so many at a time. It, it wasn't nearly as good. But now that I'm done with it, that's great. And I think some of the other ones for the Hunter seem kind of cool, like the, the yeah, solar the... one with all the knives that you throw out. You yeah, just like, throw out a really shit ton cool. of knives. That seems pretty cool. The no. void one. So I'm I'm typically a void player with my warlock. That's my main, uh, and I really like the void walker ability. They do essentially kind of like nightcrawler. It's like a lot of bamfing, so you can teleport really quickly, and then you just explode with void damage. And so the idea is is that you can quickly get into the midst of a large group and then explode, but you're doing damage on the way. I I like a lot of the things on stormcrawler. I didn't use it a whole lot. I do think that. There's a strong possibility this could be what I roll with in the game. If the if the if that new Stormcaller still has the Arc Soul stuff when you lay down your it does, then I think that is maybe the only thing you use for the for the warlock yeah. anymore. That seems and that good. new chest piece that I got that I was wearing that looks like Tron. Mm-hmm. Whenever you lay your Arc down, if you're using the Arc subclass and you do a one of your voids, it will. Um, send out this like wave burst of arc energy that this like decimates anything around it. Nice. Cool. So there's a few things there that I, I do like about what they've added. Is it enough to carry an entire expansion? I ha- I can't make that, that, that claim right now. Yeah. TBD. Um, I, I really only have two more things to, to mention. One of them is I think a lot of the UI stuff is a lot of the UI changes are not fun to me. Um, and also the weapons, um, uh, the weapon switches, way they've rebalanced all the weapons to go into different slots i don't necessarily like either the way it felt like we were being sold uh, on it was now like oh you have so much freedom you can put shotguns in in every slot yeah like oh that sounds so great but in reality it's just that they've shuffled them into new orders and it feels again much more like destiny one where shotguns and sniper rifles and fusion rifles go in the secondary slot now and your primary slot is is still a lot of auto rifles, still a lot of pulse rifles, that kind of stuff. Um, and you can still equip uh, those those more primary like guns. There are still some that go in your secondary slot. Um, and then your power weapons are pretty much just the big linear fusion rifles, like your like the sleeper simulant from Destiny One that's also in this game. Um, and then rocket launchers and grenade launchers and swords. And I don't 
necessarily like using those in my power slot. I got used to using shotguns quite a bit in my power slot, and now there aren't really any shotguns that go into your power slot. There's there's the one exotic shotgun from right. that we that we still have never gotten and probably never will because it takes us doing a lot of raiding stuff, which we're not going to do. But it's it has now forced me to to use my weapons in ways that I don't necessarily want to. And and yeah, there's a way to do three shotguns in each. There's a way to do a shotgun in each of your three slots. But I don't think that's fun. I don't think that's an interesting way to play it. And it all feels very arbitrary for how they picked which slots things go in. One hundred percent agree. So that that's kind of lame to me. And and I just don't think the UI even helps that situation. They've they've changed a lot of the little UI elements that just have made me more confused. They they've taken they just tell oh, you the name of the perk and have a have a little icon for it, and you have to dig in further to actually find out what it does. So some of them make sense. Full auto trigger system, cool. I know what full auto does. But like some of these, I don't remember what field prep does, and I have to dig into the weapon to find out, oh, it does this thing. I still don't know what field prep does. Um, so that's that's not helpful, because before I would get a gun, I wouldn't necessarily know the name of the perk, but I could see, oh, if I'm crouching, I do more damage. That's uh, That might be a perk I want. I'll use this weapon instead. Uh, and now you don't really get that option, and that kind of that's kind of lame. Uh, they've changed a lot of the, the way that you're... Um, missions, the, the way of your milestones work. They used to be in all, in all in one nice convenient blade on the side of the screen and now they're kind of all over the place. They, they show up on planets, which makes a little sense of oh, I want to do this challenge. Or, I, I want to go to this planet because it has challenges on it and I want to do these challenges. Yeah, it makes some sense, but I, they totally removed it from the sidebar and they put random things in that sidebar now, so it feels really disjointed and I feel like I'm going all over the place to figure out what I'm just supposed to do anymore. And that's that kind of sucks. Um, the, the second thing, the last thing that I want to mention about Destiny 2 Forsaken is I really like the new Gambit mode. The, it's a new co-op, multiplayer, uh, like co-op and competitive mode. It's like I a, really wanted to play this. I bummed we didn't. Oh, we should play some tonight if we have time. But the the idea is that you're playing against AI enemies. You, you have your team of four, and you're just shooting up an area mm-hmm. of, of AI. And every time you kill an AI opponent, AI enemies, they're, they're not other guardians that's hive and fallen and that kind of stuff. When you kill those guys, they drop um, little pyramid things. You pick up the pyramids, and then you can deposit those charges into this main bank. And the idea is that you want to get enough to fill your bank, and then there's a big bad boss, and once you, it, the first team to take down their big bad boss wins. So that's the basic thing. Generally, you're not playing, you're not really even seeing the other team. They're playing on a completely separate place. But at certain intervals, there are things that you can do to mess with the opponents. You can actually. Uh, when you deposit things, you can send over a blocker, which is just a, a stronger enemy, a gold bar enemy, that will fuck around with them while they're trying to fight the real stuff that they need to do. So it, it takes their attention away. And those blockers come in different sizes depending on how many charges you put in at one time. And then there are also a couple of opportunities 
where you can send one of your own players over to to the opponent's area and have them really fuck with them and and try to shoot down as many people or try to cause some chaos and that's super cool that's that's a really neat thing so absolutely for somebody like bobby who doesn't like playing crucible and i totally understand that i don't love playing crucible but i play it every once in a while and i'm johnny doesn't enough like that it i enjoy it uh sure johnny johnny yeah, probably hates it um, it's it's nice because it's not really multiplayer but yeah. it is a little bit multiplayer it sounds like a tweaked version of Firefight. A little bit, yeah. It, it has waves to it. It's like competitive Firefight. Can I ask a quick question about it, Chase? Yeah, go um, for it. So I know that every week to to get your, your weekly shit done on Destiny, Crucible is one of those things that yeah. I hate doing. And we discussed before when Gambit was announced, like, would this go towards that or would it be its no. own thing? Do you get yeah. anything for it? Yes and no. Um, yeah, okay. Yes, you get rewards for playing matches uh, every, every time you weekly. play that. Um, it's not even really a weekly that I can see. I think it's more like an Iron Banner. It, it feels okay. like an Iron Banner where it doesn't go towards your Crucible. I mean, Iron Banner does go towards your Crucible stuff for that week, but this one doesn't. It's its own separate thing. It doesn't have its own bar that you fill that you get to that point, but you do get... Um, there's a new... It's not a currency. It's it's like the way they added the valor and glory systems to yeah. to Crucible, where it's just like a ranking. So you can upgrade your ranking the same way you do with Iron Banner, and based on your rank, then you can get some of the exclusive items that the Drifter, who is kind of the the Lord of Gambit stuff here. You don't want to get mixed up with me, Dottie. I'm a rebel. Yeah, a Drifter. It is it is a little weird how it's called gambit mode and he doesn't throw around cards but he does like have these little medallions that he twists around in his fingers and he wears like this long duster jacket i'm not saying he's actually gambit from from marvel but he kind of reminds me a little bit of gambit, <laughs> of gambit um but it's it's interesting and the guns he is offering the the stuff he is offering has kind of an Iron Banner slash Dead Orbit feel to it, where it looks a lot of like wood grain uh, stocks and things, so it, they, they look more like real-world guns than a lot of Destiny's crazy stuff. And the, the guns that he will sell you, based on your progress, have set perks. Like, like hey, this, so it's more like a vendor from Destiny 1, where it's, we're going to sell you this gun, and this specific gun has these specific per- perks on it, and they always will, you can still find some of these out in the world. These, I guess you can't, but um, but now you can get these guns that have specific perks on them that, looks in, that look uh, like a very specific kind of thing. And they're pretty cool. Like right now he's selling this pulse rifle that that looks real nice, and I would, I would like that pulse rifle a lot. So Gambit's fun enough. Gambit's fun enough where I, I think I'll probably keep going and, and play more, and, and I think... It's a shame that it doesn't add to my Crucible stuff because I think I would totally replace Crucible with this if I could. And now it's okay. kind of, I need to kind of play all three, but Gambit's a lot of fun. Cool, man. Well, I think that we'll obviously play a little bit more of that. There's a lot of shit coming around. Like we mentioned, we got Spider-Man this Friday. I know, Johnny, you're really excited about that, as am I. Yes. Chase, you'll probably play a little bit more Dragon Quest there. A lot more I've, Dragon Quest. I got to get through uh, Pokemon Ultra Sun still this month, but I also have... Uh, committed to uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is the next and final installment in the the new imagining of the Lorecroft Tomb Raider series. 
So we'll have some updates coming out the rest of the month. Uh, just as we're wrapping up here, guys, we're kind of we're kind of coming to some some terms of the show where we might be changing a little bit of our formatting, and we'll we'll maybe have some more to update down the road on that. But stay tuned uh, if you are a listener. Hashtag more to more come. To come. Uh, and again, if there's anything that you've been up to or you're getting ready to play, like if you're excited about Spider Man, you should absolutely let us know your thoughts uh, on what that that game's like, and you can do so. By emailing us at the casual hour, uh, I'm sorry, with the casual hour at gmail.com. We are at the casual hour on all social uh, networking. Who would Chase, ever contact us? Well, surprisingly enough, we, we got a lovely little letter last night. What? Crazy. Uh, your friend and mine, Dana. Ooh, has, Dana. Dana. Tell, Dana me all, the, tell me all about her. Well, he is. Oh, a, never mind. Are you out? Chase is out. Uh, Why are men named Dana? I don't know. But there's, they seem very pleasant. There's Dana, I, Dana, Carvey, Dana Carvey is a funny comedian. Dana White is the owner of the UFC and probably sucks. And there have probably been some other Danas. But that's... Ugh. Dana is a well, woman's, Dana Dana is a woman's a name. Of. Dana is, uh, works at a restaurant that I went to last night here in St. Louis called Juniper, which is one of my favorite places to eat. Um, happened to find out that I do this podcast with you two, listen to some of our shows, surprisingly enough, and actually like what they heard. So, Dana, thanks for the, uh, the email. That is surprising. Uh, we'll, we'll hopefully have a little bit more from Dragon Quest to talk about. Is that something you mentioned in the, the email and Chase is playing through that? Also, I'm sorry, uh, Dana. You're probably a lovely man. I just, I, I'd prefer to call you Dan. <laughs> We're, uh,. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to get into the end of the breach once I get done with Pokemon and have some uh, opportunity to play something on the go that's not Pokemon, and we'll, we'll update you more. So please keep keep listening and tuning in, and uh, we're excited to have a new listener from you here in St. Louis. Chase, game is yes. on the go. That's true. That's a thing. Are we going to do something? Uh, we are going to do something. Hopefully we're going to do something really soon, because I have now finished. We started Pokemon Black and White at the same time. I, I was playing yes. Black, you were playing White. Um, you have finished one, two, three, almost four Pokemon games in that time. Uh, I just finished Pokemon Black. And part of that is that I've been playing a lot of Into the Breach, a lot of Dead Cells, uh, now Destiny and, and Dragon Quest. But I did finish Black, and now we can actually do our podcast about it. We are, yeah. we are ready. We have it more or less scheduled for sometime this week, maybe. Um... If it works out, but definitely soon. We're going to record that soon. That episode will be out, and that'll be great. And then, I guess I need to go play Pokemon Black too now. As you should. Damn it. Uh, Why did Johnny, I agree to this? What are you doing? Yeah. No, not a whole lot. Just waiting for Spider-Man to okay. come out. Um, well, anyway, uh, we are the casual hour. Yeah, that's, and, uh, that's my life, right? Johnny will maybe play Spider-Man. Maybe he won't. Tune in next week or a week after, and uh, we'll let you know what's going on with that. With that, thanks a lot, and we'll talk to you soon.